You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey folks, welcome to The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this special episode, I'm talking to Ariel Wan, who is the Director of Marketing and Programming for the Cinetopia Film Festival. Happens over in Ann Arbor, Detroit, Dearborn, Bloomfield Township, Royal Oak from May 10th to 19th, 2019. We're going to be talking about some of the films that we're going to be talking about some of the films that are going to be shown during the festival. I hope you enjoy. Ariel One, every year I try to talk to somebody behind the scenes at the Cinetopia Film Festival, and I'm very curious, is there a theme to this year's festival? There isn't any different theme than what we do normally, which is showing the best films from the best film festivals. The themes that kind of come across all of the films that we end up choosing, um, they sort of form organically. So maybe one of the things that we think about the most when we were programming our films this year is we wanted them to be delightful. You know, we wanted people to leave these films happy, enjoy what they saw, um, and not too overly depressed. The festival runs from May 10th to 19th this year. Is that earlier than usual? It is. It's about three weeks earlier, although sometimes we just say it's a month earlier, but it's actually three weeks earlier. And, you know, the main reasoning behind that is there's just so many other events happening in June. And uh, we have a lot of people that always say, oh, I wish I could go to Cinetopia, but, you know, it's the same time as you know, the Grand Prix or um, uh, like a big grilling fundraiser that happens in Ann Arbor or, you know, it busts up to the Ann Arbor Summer Festival or a lot of venues are just booked through that time. And also the auto show is moving to June in 2020. So we were going to move it anyway. uh, And we just decided to move it this year as kind of, you know, the way for us to get used to what it's like to run a festival in May. So far, most people that we've talked to are relieved that we are doing it in May um, because they're like, finally, I can go to Cenotopia. And what was your role with the festival this year? I am one of the directors of Cenotopia. I'm co-directing with Sarah Escalante. And uh, Sarah and I bring two halves to this director role. My expertise is in the marketing and programming side and her expertise is in operations, although she also has experience doing the marketing and programming side because she's worked at many different types of festivals all over the country. What were some of the films that you saw throughout the year that you said, I have to make sure that this gets into Cinetopia? For me personally, I have a programming lead on staff. He does programming for the Michigan Theater. So uh, Nick Aldrin, he's actually seen every single movie that we've shown. And he goes to Sundance and um, other film festivals. Uh, The one film that I saw through my limited uh, festival attendances uh, would be one that made it into the program this year. And it was called Time Trial. And uh, it's this really intriguing documentary about professional cycling and how people go through these time trials to qualify for the Tour de France. And this documentary follows David Miller, who was caught doping and he got one of his titles stripped because he was doping. And this follows him and his kind of like last chance to get into the Tour de France clean. 
And so you kind of go behind the scenes, you're, you're on his bike or you're next to him and you kind of see that there's this whole uh, community between the racers and, you know, they'll be cycling up next to each other, trying to get their best time. But they're also kind of having side conversations asking, you know, like, Oh, where did you summer? Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you later. Bye. You know, it's, it's just a really, really different look into the world of cycling. And I don't, I don't cycle myself, but I just thought it was really fascinating. And I think there's a huge community of people that do cycle that would be really interested in this documentary. I noticed you're showing a lot of movies with Lily Taylor in them. The University of Michigan Screen Arts and Culture, they do an annual symposium called the Makers and Mavericks, and they honor a filmmaker um, every single year. And so last year they honored Alan Rudolph, and we showed three of his films. And this year they're honoring Nancy Savoca. And Nancy Savoca is the, the director of Dogfight and Household Saints, and we're also showing Dirt. Are you kind of partnering up with the Jewish Film Festival as well? Yes. Every single year, the Jewish Film Festival um, rents out our theaters and they put on their Jewish Film Festival. This year, it just so happened that their film festival also coincides with when our film festival is. And we had talked about whether we should keep it separate or if it would be beneficial to both film festivals to kind of join forces, similar to how we partner with the Arab Film Festival. Because we moved our festival up three weeks, uh, the Arab Film Festival couldn't change their dates because of Ramadan. So they are keeping their June dates. And so we kind of are now also partnering with the Jewish Film Festival. We decided it would be great to be able to combine our resources and our audiences will have more opportunities to watch really great films. So it was a really great process working with Karen at the um, Ann Arbor Jewish Community Center. And, you know, the films that she programmed to be included are also films that we would have also enjoyed to include into Cinetopia. And actually, we have one film that is a Jewish-centric film that did not make it into their programming, but we really loved it, so we included it in the Cinetopia program. And so people who sponsor the Jewish Film Festival, they also get access to Cinetopia films and vice versa. Well, tell me about your venues. I know, of course, that you play at the Michigan Theater and the State Theater. Where else are you playing films this year? One of our other larger venues where we're going to show a lot of films is the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. We have a really great and new partnership with them. And we actually have four screens for four days at the second half of Cinetopia. So we're really excited to be able to show, you know, like 120 screenings of films there. The other venues, we are also continuing to be at Cinema Detroit, uh, which is in downtown Detroit. And the Senate Theater, we're going to use them for two days. Um, that's kind of like a, they're doing a lot of renovation to kind of bring back the facade of the Senate Theater. The inside of the theater is really pretty. They've already done a lot of work inside. They have a Wurlitzer organ inside. And, you know, they're trying to bring back that area, that neighborhood in Detroit, back to its glory we decided that it would make a lot of sense to um, put our Detroit Voices short film competition to exhibit at the Senate Theater. And we're also doing a panel for filmmakers, a free panel, to talk about DIY distribution and um, other distribution stories. It's really exciting for us to be able to do Detroit Voices at the Senate Theater and have this new venue that a lot of our audiences haven't been to before. It's very exciting for us. And then besides the Senate Theater, we're also going to be back at the Maple Theater. So we've worked with them before as a venue. Uh, we weren't able to do it with them last year, but this year we're able to work with them. And so we're going to be showing three films, three days. 
May 13 to May 15. And they're really excited to work with us. Some of the films that we're putting there are going to probably be really big hits. So that's also going to be really awesome. And we're also back at uh, University of Michigan's Angel Hall. They have their auditorium. They have one that is DCP capable, which is the format that a lot of the new films are on nowadays. Well, when you say things that are going to be big hits, I imagine something like a Framing John DeLorean is going to play at the Maple. That film is actually already on standby. We're going to be showing it in the Maple Theater's largest screen, and already it's on standby, which means that we have half of the capacity held for pass holders, and then we sell the other half for advanced tickets. So all the advanced tickets have already been sold. And so what that means is people who want to you know, see this movie will show up. If they don't have a pass, they'll wait in the standby line. And after the pass holders are seated, at 15 minutes before screening, whatever seats are remaining, we're going to start selling for. That one will definitely sell out. Uh, that is one of two screenings for Framing John DeLorean that's going to happen during Cinetopia. The other one, that's going to happen at the Michigan Theater on, I think, May 11th. And uh, we're excited because um, one of the producers, Tamir Arden, he's going to be in attendance to do the Q&A. And he's also known as the DeLorean historian. And he's uh, helping us get um, some DeLoreans to park around the theaters. So people will get a chance to take pictures with a real DeLorean. Yeah, who else do you have coming to the festival this year? A lot of exciting people who made really great films. Um, Not a lot of them are super famous. Like last year, we had Bo Burnham, who was pretty famous around certain circles. This year, we have probably, I think, about 30 people in attendance. Some really cool people that I'm really looking forward to meeting are Alex Horowitz. He directed this documentary called Autonomy, which is actually our closing night film. I'm really interested in meeting him and also Eddie Alterman, who um, is currently the chief brand officer at Hearst Autos. He used to be the editor-in-chief of Car and Driver magazine, and so he um, actually works locally. I'm not actually sure if he lives locally. The two of them are coming for the film Autonomy, and I, I saw the screener for Autonomy, and I thought the documentary was just really well made and really touched upon all of the possible things that you could think about with autonomous vehicles and, you know, the history, where we are currently, and, you know, where it's going, including, like, the ethical implications of autonomous vehicles. Like, it was just a really well-made story, and I think it's amazing that Alex was able to kind of put all of that together in a way that is easily understandable by the general public. My husband works in um, autonomous vehicle control, and I watched it with him, and afterwards he said, yeah, I mean, I know all of this stuff. <laughs> and I was like, so does that mean you like the movie or you don't like the movie? And he said, no, it was good. He says, I think it's a movie that would be really great for my parents to watch to get them to kind of understand what an autonomous vehicle means. Okay, I think that's a good thing, what you're saying. Right, so you don't get those awkward questions at holidays. What is it that you do exactly? Right, right. <laughs> or, you know, like people think autonomous vehicles, like that'll never happen. Um, you know, and, and it kind of this documentary sort of explains that like, it's kind of already happening in your vehicle. You just don't know it. And um, one of the things, and, and I think the documentary really gives you these different perspectives. Like for example, right now you think about autonomous vehicles and you're like, I would never let, you know, I would always drive forever. I would never let a machine control 
my driving. And then, you know, in the documentary, they say, you know, a long time ago, a person operated the elevator. You got into an elevator and someone manually took you up and down. And then when they switched to automatic elevators, uh, for a long time, they still hired an attendant to just stand in the elevator with you pressing the buttons because it made people feel safe. And then nowadays, you would freak out if you got into an elevator where, where someone was manually controlling the elevator. I am very excited to see Making Montgomery Clift. That film, Martin Bandike is also very excited about it because he was also a very huge Montgomery Clift fan. I'm very excited for both of the directors to come to one of the screenings, um, Hillary Demon and Robert Clift. So he's Montgomery Clift. I'm not exactly 100% sure if he's a grandson or son or nephew. You have to look that up for me. But um, both of them will be in attendance. Did you see Phonotune? I did not see Phonotune, but I heard that it is very quirky. The director of the film, I think his name is Stint, he was not able to come, but he made a really cute introductory video for us that it'll be a, a message for people that are seeing this film. But I know the programmers who did see the film, they are, they're very excited to show this film to everyone. I tend to enjoy the more quirky, midnight movie-esque kind of stuff. Do you have any recommendations for those? Sloan a really good one. Killing God is a, is a black comedy horror film. It's in Spanish. It's um, made by two Spanish directors, and they're also coming for one of the screenings. I think it's on the second weekend. I think that one's going to be really interesting. There's another one, Them That Follow. I heard a lot of really good things. I think that film's probably going to get a wider release later on. It has a really great cast, and it's just done really well, and it's about a cult that worships snakes. So if you have a snake phobia, do not do that movie. Like the Pentecostals? Our um, lead programmer, he says his favorite film is this documentary called Mr. Jimmy. And it's about this Japanese guy that kind of embodies the performing soul of Jimmy Page. He kind of dresses up like him and he acts like him and he performs all of his live concerts exactly the way that Jimmy Page would have performed it. We tried really hard to see if we can get him to come, and it almost happened, and in the end, it, it didn't work out. We talked a little bit about some of the live events, the panels, those kind of things. Are there any other events going on that people should be aware of? We normally have three uh, or parties. You know, our parties usually have filmmakers that will come. Um, our opening night party is going to be before the opening night film, which is um, before you know it. And uh, I'm actually really excited about our opening night film because um, it is just a, it, it is it just embodies the word delightful. It talks about um, the conflict between these two sisters and these weird family dynamics. Um, but then it just really, you leave feeling really great. And the um, main actresses, the two people that play the sisters, they're coming. They're also the co-writers. And uh, Hannah, the main actress, she's uh, the director of the film. And, um, and you know, I saw her and her film when I went to Cleveland. And um, just hearing her talk in the Q&A that she did there, I just thought, like, this is going to make for a great panel uh, after the film, because I think a lot of people are going to have similar questions and, you know, ask her, because it's very rare where you, when you can ask a director about an actress's experience too. Um, but because she's the director and she's the main actress, 
and because this is her first feature-length film that she has made and acted in, uh, she can answer a lot of questions and give you a lot of insight on this reason for the character choice or that reason for this, you know, scene setup because she, she has done it all. The other big event that we're doing is our closing night. Our closing night is, I, I mentioned the film is Autonomy, uh, and it's actually not really at night, it's at 2 p.m. Um, but after the film and the Q&A with the director and the producer, we're going to have our closing night party at M-City, which is the first autonomous vehicle test track proving ground in the world. And the University of Michigan along with partnered with other companies to build this facility. It's closed off to the public. It's mainly used for companies and for the university to, you know, test the vehicles that they've been working on. And it's very rarely open to the public. I was able to go to M-City when they first opened because I mentioned my husband's in the field. So we went to the special event, but really not often do you get to check out what M-City is all about. And M-City is this it's a it's like a fake town. It has a fake downtown that's made to kind of look like Ann Arbor. And then it has like a section that looks like a highway. It has a section that kind of simulates different weather conditions. There's lights, there's stop signs, there's fake fire hydrants, um, trash cans. It just looks like a town, but it's deserted and it's just enclosed. And so we were like, let's do a block party at M City. So we're sort of designing this party like an Ann Arbor street party, like um, the violin monster confirmed that he can be there. And we're going to have food trucks and there's going to be uh, live entertainment. And then we're also going to provide uh, self-guided tours around M-City. Some companies that we're working with are going to bring um, vehicles to display and then they can like talk to people about, you know, the autonomous features that they've been working on and kind of answer any general public questions about what's going on. How big is that place? I want to say it's 22 acres, 22 or 23 acres, and it's completely enclosed. And it's, it's right below the um, water tower on, uh, on like Plymouth Road that has the clouds on it. It's right next to that. You mentioned before you know it, and also that you'll be having the symposium about uh, Nancy Savoka. Did you try to make a real effort to get more female filmmakers into the spotlight this year? When we go through our process of programming, we always look at the films first. And then when we start narrowing things down, because there's just so many great films out there, when we start narrowing down, we do make a conscious effort to include different voices, um, voices of women, of LGBTQ topics, just to make sure that it's a well-rounded program. And this year, we do have a lot of female directors. I believe there are eight films that are LGBTQ-centric. Um, one of them that we're really excited about is called Man Made, and it's a documentary about transsexual bodybuilding. And uh, two of the on-screen subjects are going to be in attendance to one or the other screening. So you'll have a different Q&A experience depending on which screening you go to. Um, and that's just a really fascinating documentary, and I'm sure people are just going to love the documentary and then just have like a lot of questions and just, and, you know, they have the ability and the access to talk to these people and who like, this is their life that you're watching on screen. Do you think they will do like body presses and stuff? If you request that? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> take off the, I think I, I, I watched some of the documentaries of when Arnold Schwarzenegger used to do it. And I think they do like a lot of prep before they actually fuck for people. 
you got to like fast and then do like a bunch of push-ups and then do the tanning and the baby oil. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel, where's the best place for people to go to find out more information and pick up a pass for this year's festival? You can find our full schedule and full list of film by going to cinetopiafestival.org. Um, and you can buy a pass online as well, or you can come to the Michigan Theater. Uh, we will start selling passes uh, starting next week in person. During the festival, you can purchase a pass at the Imagine Theater when we are at Imagine and also at the Michigan Theater when we're in Ann Arbor. Um, but you can always go to cinetopiafestival.org to buy a pass. And this year, one thing that we're doing new is that we have a concierge phone line, and uh, you can call this phone number to um, buy passes, buy tickets, um, redeem four packs that you've purchased, or just ask for movie recommendations. Um, you know, like, which one should I see? I, I want to see this one or this one. Which one would you recommend? So it's a really great new thing that we're doing this year that I think will help navigate the festival because what we found is there's a lot of films to see, and sometimes you need a little help, and we are here to help you. And the phone number for that is 734-668-8397 and ask for extension 35. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate this. Yes. Thank you for having me. Fear not. Directly over the city of Ann Arbor. A huge extraterrestrial vehicle is now hovering. Why? We have come to Ann Arbor to interrupt your flow of redundancy by bringing you the screen. From another time, from another galaxy, from another solar system, there exists the interplanetary empire, where we watch over the universe. and early 77. Electromagnetic beams were projected into the universe from a city in the vicinity of A Square and with the combined vibe of A Square, T-Town, Pontiac, East Lansing, and other notables, and Detroit. The interplanetary empire was contacted. And we were notified of the oblivious musical structure of Earth and your world. On this night in Ann Arbor, for the first time in five years, we bring you the screen. The screen will give you a complete and total body buzz. 
causing you to break out and jam, even when you don't give a damn. For the next few hours, you will be under radio surveillance. I will now begin my final descent down to earth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 